Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Hey, this is Loveline with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris. What's up, Dr. Chris? Hey, how's it going? Chris, you had a birthday, you motherfucker, and you didn't tell me. And literally, I had to find out that it was your birthday on Instagram. <laughs> thanks, thanks for Instagram putting it all out there. That's like some yeah, bullshit. I didn't want to get into it. It's You know, it's not so important to me these days. Just it's happens. important to your friends to uh, like, know. you know. I tried no. to not let anything happen. And I tried that last year, and without fail, I get like walked into something well, every single if year. If you put it on Instagram and say, "Yay, it's my birthday," obviously <laughs> everyone's gonna know it's your birthday. It's true. All right. <laughs> well, we have a very special guest today, Prez Hilton. Hello. It's good to finally get you on here. I'm so happy to be on. I was on Love Line 1.0. I'm just happy to keep the love oh, going. Oh, that's sick. How was that? You know. I'm like a dinosaur of the internet. I've been doing what I do for 12 plus years. I don't even remember when I was on or oh what God, I did no. or what I talked about, but I do remember I went into the studio and it was a nice time. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a nice time. I hope that after guest leaves our show, they don't say it was a nice time. Well, lovely, fun. I would say it was lovely. fun. Yeah. Lovely is my, my word. Transformative. Well, that, and literally mind. every Loveline episode that we have, Dr. Chris drops a gem. No pressure. Of like, no, you do like by accident though. It's like. Wait, I want to drop something. What? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody who we went on some dates this? with you. Not Are we not supposed to talk about it? <laughs> is oh it my a God. positive story or a negative um, story? Oh, I'm I, curious. Uh, like, fuck balls. Is, I knew this shit was going to come I literally up. knew that Perez was going to take over our show. I just felt it. I knew this was going <laughs> to no, happen. So, okay, I, well, I mean, I like to ask questions. Do you feel pressure dating now that you are like this public expert on love and relationships is it harder for you <laughs> i i think it's harder for the people i date okay i have no expectations on myself but people either say are you going to analyze me yeah you must be into some really kinky shit are you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes i am yeah, and yeah. yes i will <laughs> I think it's yeah. good to get that out We've on the We've had this conversation plenty of times at the very beginning. This, I'm very open-minded. And I like to be explorative. And if you're going to date me, you have to as well. Yeah. That's a very intimidating, I'm sure. I think maybe more so than I realize. Um, I push boundaries and I expect, I think at times, like a higher level. Push health. boundaries. Oh, that oh, that, that sounds like awful to me. Because <laughs> I've been there in the past. I'd rather be 
inspired than challenged. The word push is a negative to Whoa. me. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually use that word now. I like to inspire. Yeah. I inspire wanna... me sexually. Don't push me sexually unless I literally say push me. Yeah. <laughs> or or spit on me or whatever. I'll, I'll say this. One of the things that I've learned through my work is that sex has become more important than it had ever been in my life before. Because I work with people and I get to see what some of these issues are going to look like one year down the road, three years, five years, ten years. And I work with people that are so held hostage by some of these problems that I have so much anxiety about having that in my own relationship mm. that I try to see signs of these problems earlier on. Damn, but like, like imagine the person dating you though. That's why I'm single. Yeah, right. <laughs> imagine that. It's like that. they walk the wrong way. You're gonna be like, that is a sign of, you know? You oh, never know. Oh man, yeah, it's tough out there. Oh, I wish God I had bless. those problems. Oh, I know somebody that dated you. I don't date. Why? Talk about that. Well, when I was in New York, I was there for two and a half years up until February. I was dating a lot and I was using an online dating site to meet people, not an app, just because the app, and nothing wrong with the apps. Right. I'm all for them. I've used them, the ones that are just for sex and the ones that are for meeting people. But I don't want to get a notification when somebody messages me. It's like, I gotta respond right now. So mm. I'd rather it be on a website that like right. I don't have on my browser. What website was it? Okay, Cupid. It was okay, my favorite. Cool. Okay. And the reason I liked it is because it's great for passive aggressive people like myself, <laughs> which okay. I really, yeah, wow. like at least when it comes to like dating, like I won't make the moves on somebody unless I know there's interest there. So I'm kind of shy. So they have to reach sense. out to you first. No, what I like okay. about the, the, and I'm not even getting paid to promote this. You asked what I liked about that one website is first of all, like the way it works, like when you see somebody's profile, they know you saw it and vice versa. So if somebody viewed my profile, I would view theirs and then you can rate them between one to five stars. And if you both oh. rate each other between four to five stars, this, it's like Tinder. The, set, the system sends you an automated notification that there's a match. Mm -hmm. So then if I know there's a match, then I'll message somebody. But if there's not a match, I'm not going to message somebody out of the blue, sure. even if they're like the hottest guy ever. What's your starting off message typically? Uh, this is well, so it cool. I'll usually well because I was on that I was on there and they they deleted my account because I thought it was somebody like pretending to be me. Oh shit! So I had to message okay Cupid and be like yeah it's really me. <laughs> so <laughs> then my 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 screen name and it's still up on there is Mario Lavandeda my real name and the headline is yes it's really me. <laughs> so um, the my 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 my. my First communications would be like, hey, nice profile. Um, and then something about the profile. Right. Like something specific to let them know I actually yeah, read you're, it. You're doing it by the book. That, that's what that's what the experts would tell you to do is, you know, say hello, reference something from their profile, yeah. get a conversation started, yeah. make sure it's open-ended. Yeah, and a question. I'd ask a question. But do you ever have any concern that they're reaching out out of interest in your celebrity? Yeah, I don't care. That's why... Say that again, because that's beautiful. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I don't care. I love that. Because... I wouldn't invest much upon meeting people. I mean, even meeting people is an investment of time, right. but I was like, I'm a type A person. So it's like, okay, come meet me and we'll go to a place near me. It's a night, it was, I used to take everybody to this like casual restaurant, like not fancy, not a shitty place. And I would always get tea. Like they knew me, it was like my cheers, but it was great. It's like, it's a meet up for a drink. Cause meeting up for a drink, you can be piecing out of there after Wait, 30 minutes. Me. Do you know what I do? My first date is you have to come to my place for wine. Cause I don't even want to leave. 
Oh shit, you're because that's baller as fuck. Until I know that I want you to take time and energy away from all the other things I'm doing that are important to me, I don't want to get off my couch. I kind of do the same thing as well. Yes. I really do. But that like sets the tone for a lot, a very sexual evening too. No, I don't think so. I think like if you take them to your bedroom and do it, <laughs> you know, like I I wait till Bash isn't home and then I can have him like in the living room and that's almost you know, too have intimate some drinks for me though. I'd be afraid to go to not afraid. But I'm like, I don't want to go there for the first time I meet somebody. Perhaps not, but I'm I'm that lazy. <laughs> That's why when I was in well, New York, I, I like I'm don't busy, I I'm don't busy. meet people like random people online. <laughs> sure. So it's usually yeah. someone that like I know through someone else, you know. Or work so like, or, and will you reach out to them, or they'll reach out? Have you do you typically reach out to people? Be like, hey, you want to hang? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I do. She goes after what she wants. She's confident. I do. I love that. Yeah, I definitely do. Or I I'll love be like, that. I'll call like one of my friends that knows a guy that I like, and I'm like, yo, can you put us on a group text real quick? That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, group text. They're awesome because it's not like you know really intimate. It's like, oh hey, what's up? And then you kind of like snatch the phone number and then <laughs> do the little side text. You know, it's cute. I like it's cute. that. But wait, so this was all New York. Yes. Now that you're in LA. Now I have no interest because that took a lot of time. Like, and you could tell within five minutes of meeting, or even less than five minutes, sure. if it's gonna work out. And I'm genuinely happy. And I want to let go. And I'm totally open to an awesome guy and totally would make time for an awesome guy. I'm busy, but that's bullshit, right? Like if you think something is valuable or yeah, excited about it, you will make time for it. So I will make time for somebody. I just want it to happen the old fashioned way, like meeting somebody through friends at a house party, through a work thing, yeah. on the street, or the real old-fashioned way, Facebook stalking. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys are going back. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, do you poke people? Do you use the poke function? Oh, I don't function? do that anymore. That's annoying. That's real old school. <laughs> but you know, like making somebody a new friend and then liking every photo on Facebook or everything that. they post. I do that. If I if you get a like from me, it's because I like you. Like yeah. like you, like you. Yeah. You I'm guys so are fucking guy. nuts. It's how it works, but you know, they're the gay rules. <laughs> but you know, dating people. Uh, so it was. E.J. Johnson. He what? 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 He, he was on your show. Yes. Okay. And he was saying, he had just moved to L.A. not long ago, I guess. Yeah. And he was saying backstage, he was talking about how dating in New York and dating in L.A. are completely different for him. Right. Yes. Well, it's definitely right? easier, I think, in, in New York. That's it's what he easier said. to meet up with people spontaneously. It's so true. I mean, you can literally go bar hopping on one block and run yeah. into like yeah. hot guys, you know? In LA, it has to be a moment. You have to get an invite. You have to like valet and like make sure you know you have a table and shit. It's just it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot extra here. Well, that's why all three of us are single. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also more gay people in New York. New York is the gay mecca. LA is not a gay mecca. There's a lot of gay people here, but there's way more in New York. Huh. I've been in LA about a decade now. I don't. I think I've lost a lot of my New York isms or like social norms and values. I'm so LA at this point. I, I like LA a lot. I love LA. It's good for families here. Yeah. yeah. Which by the way, your family man. I know. How was your Halloween? Good. How was yours? It Did was, you take the kids out trick or treating? Um, no, because my neighborhood doesn't really do that. I asked one of my neighbors and what the customary thing to do in this neighborhood is to leave your candy outside and then oh, keep, no. 
So that's not fun. Yeah, I but like I took them to a Halloween party. You could have called party. me. That, like literally, um, up in Tarzana, there's like this gated community, um, and it's like you know, like little tiny hills, like nothing crazy. And everybody goes trick or treating. Everyone there. is out. Everyone I is out trick or treating. I know that's the what, second year. That's we what people in this neighborhood do. They go to other neighborhoods to go trick or treating. Yeah. Like Toluca Lake is where one of my neighbors was going. I'm like Toluca Lake. Okay. I or, heard Toluca Lake's or, really um, dope. Or. Um, Large, not large, um, oh, Hancock go, Park. Yeah, Hancock, people that. go to Hancock yeah. Park too. So I'm like, whatever. I'm not in one of those trick or treating neighborhoods, but it was cute and busy day because mm. you know I, I was doing stuff in the morning with my son, like spending a lot of more time, like getting him dressed and getting him excited for his outfit and taking photos and videos and what was the whole Halloween? So for school, he was Spider-Man and he picked out that outfit and he loved it. And then he didn't quite as much love the outfit I picked for us as a family, which was Elvis. Oh, oh my God. Matching <laughs> jumpsuits. Yeah. I just thought that'd be really funny. It's adorable to see. Yeah. He probably didn't understand that. He was. didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, I want to wear a shirt under this because it was like, you know, the Elvis jumpsuit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, so cute. I was like, you don't wear that. You wear the, the red thing underneath it. Aww. How <laughs> old is he now? He's going to be four in February. Oh, my son's going to be four in February. Yeah. They're what? like, February what? 17th. Oh, okay. Bash is the 21st. They're like days apart. Crazy. That's what awesome. What phase is he going through now? Oh, that's, he, this is probably really boring to listeners. No, who cares? Um, <laughs> um, no, so, okay, so it's literally Halloween all year round in my house. So it, last night was like his night. He waited all year for Halloween. And um, he's just into like spiders and ghosts and anything spooky and scary, which is jack lanterns pumpkins there are like ripped apart mutilated bodies hanging all over Amber's yeah we have like, like severed arms, heads and arms heads. and legs and shit just like all over Bats the house like, all around like in the summer hours. like just randomly like in the pool <laughs> just floating he loves it it's amazing he's like mom look at my severed leg you know um he's just really into it i don't know it's his I shit love it. my son's new thing for about the last three to four weeks is he loves like assembling things so like he'll pour all his toys out of the toy bin and then like put them in weird configurations or yeah, pile them on top of each other mm-hmm. and the first time he did it I'm like as Oprah says this is a teachable moment because <laughs> I knew he was not going to want to clean up and I said to him okay I see what you're doing that's awesome and when you're done you're gonna have to clean it up and he's like, okay. And then he finished. He's like, oh, I don't want to clean it up. I'm like, you're going to have to clean it up. Yeah. And it took us nearly an hour of him to clean it up by himself. But he did it. And now every time he cleans it up, thankfully. But I knew that if I didn't do it that first time, mm-hmm. that it would have just set the tone awfully for yeah, like every other time. Yeah, you got to kind of make it like a game for that. Like, so I didn't make son, it a game. I just well, said, well, well, you're, you're not going to bed unless you do this. <laughs> he used to give me such a hard time to put his pants on. Like, <laughs> excuse me, literally like scream and kick. So I'm like, okay, this is the Toe family. You got to put the Toe family through the tunnel, okay? Oh, come on, Toe family. And now he's like, oh, put the Toe family in oh, there, you know? So it makes it easier. All right. Enough about God kids. bless him. <laughs> Let's talk about farting during surgery. Oh, right on. We're going to What into an that, amazing huh? story. Profound. So what happened, Amber? Tell us. I said, girl farted and like, she like, <laughs> <laughs> you're, so, you're so not into this story. I mean, it's, you know, 
I can't imagine this being the first time that you're like knocked out and like you like randomly. Right, multiple people gas. have to have farted during surgery. But at this there, time. there was something bad that happened. <laughs> yes, this thing, this bad boy got lit on fire because of the laser that was nearby, <sighs> and there's a little bit of an explosion. She got burned. She literally got burned during surgery because of it. Oh my god! So the laser must have been close to her, her butt. Her cervix. Oh, there we go. The laser being applied. We probably to her should have read this story before Maybe. we started talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fell right out of my head. Oh, you know, sometimes when I read articles that are from Japan or this or that, like I don't know if I believe them 100. Well, like, wait, where did this take place? Is it say in Japan? Oh, there you go. Okay. At Tokyo Medical University Hospital. Well, we'll blame producer Anne because she's <laughs> she's the one who fed us this story. So its authenticity might be questionable. But um, uh, interesting nonetheless. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> what else we got? I don't know. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Let's all move right. forward. This yeah, one I'm actually, this one I'm really all about. So all right. an article about the fact that love songs are ruining people's lives. And we can talk a lot about this because oh, people wow. are truly internalizing these love songs, visions of how relationships, marriage and life should be. And it isn't. And, you know, things don't go that way. And so yeah. it's making people really bummed out. Um, yeah, I can see that actually. Well, especially for younger people that haven't really had uh, a lot of experience in relationships, they'll kind of assume, you know what? Nowadays, there's not really a lot of great love songs. Huh. Say more. You know, well, I'm just, and now it's just like, you know, um, if you love me, don't fuck my friend kind of like songs. <laughs> we're getting real. That means you know we're getting I mean? real. We're getting real. But yeah, it's that's not, the it's kind not of like, that song. I think like The weekend has a couple songs like that. <laughs> oh, that's so but, uh, honest and real. I love but it. But no, that's why he's so successful because you're just like, fuck, man, that's so ill, right? Because we're bored of the other shit, right? Yeah, we're bored of the other shit, but like there's really no like real love songs anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure like with these kids here nowadays, it's just mind blowing they're just like oh my god honestly when i hear music any type of music on the radio i'm like i'm literally never gonna find love again this is fucking horrible because i feel like this entire generation just thinks it's all about you know fucking bitches having side dick and like fucking you know it's it's nothing it's nothing real anymore well we have the highest rate of singledom that we've ever had. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Had. We have the highest cheating rate that we've ever had and the highest divorce rate. So yes, well, I'm, I'm divorced not... and uh, yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> but you know, there's a lot. I'm happily single. <laughs> well, that's Are you happily awful. single though? Yeah, like, that's what you're Well, there's good. that, there's that saying, where, I don't know, I'm trying to, tra there's a saying, you know, it's better to be alone than with bad company. Yeah. Um, that's like, like this Cuban saying and I believe that like, I, I know people who stay in relationships that are dysfunctional just because they don't want to be alone. Come yeah. to my office for a week and see many versions of that. Yeah. I mean, not only do they not want to be alone, we single shame where if you're single, it's the question's always, when are you going to date? Why aren't you dating? As though you should be. But also I work with a lot of clients where they don't want to lose the life they've built with that other person. They don't want to lose the house, the family, the finances, the vision. Yeah. No, I, I actually have a good friend that has been in a relationship for one year. And, um, you know, he's not really happy. He's not really happy. And he's kind of just like, oh, but I invested so much. And I'm like, it's been a year. Like, you didn't invest a lot. It's, it's not a house. It's not. It's literally it's a, a year. But for a lot of guys, a year is a, is a lot. Yeah, these days. You know? 
like a year of being faithful. For gay like, guys, that's seven years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Times seven. Yeah. So wait. So what? Okay. So what is it with gay guys? Because I always feel like you know, a lot, most of my team is gay, and um, you know, I I I look at them and they're so sweet and they're so nice and they're so beautiful and I'm just like, God, I feel fucking bad for you guys because. I feel like it's even harder to find love in the gay community. What is their expressed reason for it being that way? What what stories do they tell as to why it is? I mean, it's Because I've just... been with your assistant and I was coaching him on just getting himself out there and how he's presenting himself and all of that. What, what do you hear? I think that, and I, I want to say this in a way where I'm not uh, shaming or putting all gay guys in a group, but I'm not gay. So this is based off what my team tells me is that you know gay guys just kind of don't they don't look for anything serious most of the time as you're saying this my google alert's gonna start blowing up i'm just saying (laughs) you know start attacking that that quote i listen it's not i mean like i said i'm not a gay male so i i don't live in that world i i you know i can only speak off what is told to me um that or or they ideally do want that and it's just really hard to find because most gay men don't want it well there's a thousand things look some of it i think is gender based which is in our culture um men are supported in being very sex seeking and sexually liberal women aren't and so in a lot of hetero couples opposite gender couples it's the woman who provides the containment and asserts a lot of the monogamy and a lot of the boundaries so when you put two people together that don't really have that heteronormative stance and all those thoughts there's a lot of boundarylessness right i love monogamy (laughs) me too (laughs) i love that assertion i do i well i mean the only way I could be down with not monogamy is if I'm the only one allowed to cheat. <laughs> but I wouldn't like a threesome or anything like so that with we, my we, partner. But you, so you wait, wait, wait. But I don't no, want we that. Have, we've had but this you conversation. Want want on that. your own to maybe be allowed to go out, but you but want, I don't want that. to stay. I, I, oh. I love monogamy. I, right. I, this is actually why I was genuinely heartbroken when Brad and Angelina broke up. Because to me, I felt like they had it all. They had a family. And in my mind, my idealized version of their reality, like they were still having hot bananas sex. They were, they were together 10 plus years and they were still so into each other. And it was everything I wanted. Yeah. And then they broke up. And, and they're idolized as the two most attractive people. So if that can't work, right, who then? I know. But, right. But Perez, I'm so happy that you said that because um, I like monogamy as well. And um, I feel like we also we probably get shamed for that, like getting shamed for being single because it's like monogamy really I love seriously. It. But especially- but, I, but I but I totally am down for those that aren't. I just yeah. know that it wouldn't work for me. I'm too jealous, possessive, needy, insecure. And Ooh, what else? Is that in your dating profile? <laughs> no. <laughs> but being jealous and possessive and needy and insecure are also great things yeah. because I think they, they mean I'm a great partner. Ooh. It means like I'm so into you, you're mine. I worship you and I want you to worship me. Like yeah. worship. I don't just want to be loved. I want to be worshiped. And I equally want to worship the person but there's I'm such with. a beautiful energy and passion in that like that's a beautiful thing if I you can find someone that, who reciprocates man. that back yeah that is that is powerful I mean here's the thing I'm a fan of both I, I tend to work <laughs> with people on choosing what they need in different stages of their relationships because at times things can kind of shift but I'll say this there's a lot that can be learned from monogamy 
Like we're in, in my field anyway, there's a lot of movement towards really exploring non-monogamy, not, you know, non-monogamy and polyamory, but there's, there's a lot to be learned from monogamy. I mean, there's a lot of tension. I mean, I, I'm, I'm for having two boyfriends as well. <laughs> <laughs> so make, so make, make sense like, of that for us. But like, we're all faithful to each other. How many do you have at the <laughs> yeah. moment? Um, <laughs> Years. I'm just, you know chilling <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of porn though which I find really interesting that Pamela Anderson has oh, oh my just god did you? We did. She needs oh. to stop. And her little her little buddies that she drags around supporting her need to stop. Because, yeah. like, wouldn't you rather your man watch a ton of porn than cheat on you? But a lot of women don't yeah. see that as the two options. They don't see it as... Uh, and you're bringing up a beautiful point. Porn is a great counterbalance for someone who wants diversity in their sexuality or they want sex with other people. And, um, yes, I agree with you. But a lot of women don't see it as that. They don't realize that porn is what can help keep your relationship yeah. together. If, the, if your man's they not think watching it's competition. Porn, they think it's competition. He's me fucking the secretary or whatever. Well, a lot of them think it's competition. They, a lot of women, sadly, also think that they need to live up to what the man is maybe looking at. No, men are just super yeah. horny. It's and also just like, fantasy. Sometimes they just want to get off every single day. Does the wife want to fuck your husband seven days a week? I some do, do but some I don't. Do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sure, I want I want three, four times a day. Shit. I can find it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a fan of porn as well. I uh, speak about porn very candidly. Um, at my slut walk, I had porn stars there, and um, you know, I I think that you know people shame porn stars. They use them at their convenience, and then shame them afterwards like they're fucking gross. Um, well, the gay community is definitely more accepting of porn stars or even escorts too like we don't care oh like like you can go from being a gay porn star to being incredibly successful like look at that guy from million dollar listing in new york uh, frederick he used to be a porn star joanne the scammer oh, really? was a porn star too oh, really yeah and now he just got signed to william morris and like he's doing like comedy shows and shit That's like great. it's dope That's yeah great. yeah for sure but um yeah i'm a fan of why i watch porn <laughs> no, I I recommend it but, to couples. No, we were talking about porn. Like the my friend, she likes <laughs> she likes this porn where she strap not her, but like she likes to watch girls strap up on guys on all fours. And um, I have yet to watch it, Chris. What? I know. I'm sorry. What are you waiting for. I have like a checklist from Chris that I have to like, There's I need to, to try anal. Yeah. I need to try, we, we I need to watch homework. that and try to get horny off of it. You've never tried anal? <laughs> no. Wow. Yeah. I thought straight dudes loved that. I, I had a finger in there a couple times, but not anal. Speaking of porn, I once had the most fascinating conversation with John Mayer. Mm. who loves gay porn. Mm. Really? He even name-checked his favorite gay porn star to me. I'm like, oh, dropping names. <laughs> really? That's and so interesting. That's bold that he's and willing to say And then I heard from people close to multiple women that he used to date that he loved watching gay porn while having sex with them. <gasps> yeah. What does that say about John Mayer? But is he, but that does he's that allegedly creative and insecure and likes diversity and sexuality? Yeah, but does it mean that he wants to try it? No, no, here's the thing. Fantasy, well, he did make out with me once. Oh, Wait, what? congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, it's an iconic old story. But actually, I believe that he wasn't even into it sexually. Like he, there's some of those, there's some people that are just su super smart. And then there's some people that are too smart. They're smart, super smart, and then too smart. John Mayer's too smart. Like he's so intellectual and cerebral. Like I could tell, I knew he was like just making out with me to like that fuck makes, with me. That makes him a little off a little bit. 
Yeah, no, he was just doing it to like fuck with me. Like, I'm gonna like fuck with Perez by making out with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, white boys did, yeah. do shit like that he too. He really got you. Little did he know that you were happily on the receiving end. I, know, I was so into not it. Being fucked with, with tongue with and everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. But no, just to call this the out though, thing, yeah. a lot of porn is just about the safety of fantasy. It is rarely about desire, meaning it's not someone saying this is what I want to do. It's often saying this is what I would never want to actually do in real time because of the smell, because it's yeah. messy, because of what it takes. But this is like a safe way to be able to engage with it. I would never no, want to watch you. scat porn like that's what just that? like poop porn oh my goodness yeah yeah I, I actually seen a video of that once it was horrible um but you know what i, I enjoy watching as well besides cream pies mm-hmm. like i told you um uh double penetration but like it both in the vagina though oh, and that's, that's something that i would never i would probably never try that to be honest with you i probably would point. never but, but i enjoy watching it yeah but yeah. not necessarily do you want to ever have two wieners stuffed up you no i've no but wait I say it again why is it why are you calling that gay because their penises are touching but not as a bad thing oh, okay Hot. But it's never touching when it's, I mean, it's never gay when it's in a vagina. It doesn't exactly. count. Exactly. And some guys are turned on by the presence of another guy for a multitude of reasons. They like the jealousy factor. They like maybe the competition factor. Yeah. I mean, you've heard of cuckolding porn, right? Where a guy basically gets another guy to bang his wife while he watches. Yeah, that's that's and hot. Yeah, right? That is yeah, hot, that's right? Hot. Getting turned on by the idea of something that's yours is being taken by someone else or just the pleasure of watching someone you care about enjoying pleasure from something else or someone else. Yeah, I used to date a guy that wanted that all the time. And I'm just like, I'm not fucking doing that shit. You wanted to bring a friend shit. over to rail you? Yeah. And, and you I used to no. be like, ugh, no. Not and into it. he would jerk off while you did that? Yeah. Well, I never did it. Oh. No, oh, I never did on. it. But I'm, I used I'm adding to, this to the list. I, yeah, but he used, to <laughs> fucking, he used to beg me. And I'm just like, yo, I'm not into that shit. What part of it did you not want to do? Uh, when I was very young, yeah. I wasn't as... Uh, you know, sexually advanced at the time. And I wasn't as open-minded either. Um, and I was just uncomfortable with it. It just made me feel uncomfortable. I felt like I felt like that was going to make me feel dirty and gross right. if I was to do that. It's interesting. I was forced. I, 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 I went through a phase where I dated a lot of uh, porn actors and sex workers. And it, and it really forced me to learn how to know that I'm with someone who's also with other people. And I started to eroticize that. And I would love to watch it. was a videos. phase? Why was it a phase? It's not a phase. I mean, I'm actually <laughs> still try, courting someone who's in that world. But, you know, there's something. <laughs> so, what, so what makes that hot? Like, what do you, what do you like about the, that? The, there's something arousing. Okay, so our brains will often confuse and blend anxiety certain levels of anxiety and fear with just arousal and so there's something really hot about feeling so anxious in seeing something and kind of just eroticizing it wow it just amps it up you know what i mean um think of that that i'd be concerned with dating not that i have anything against it porn at least is like tested and all that jazz yeah and you know, gay men now have and and anybody could use prep, yeah. but there's still a ton of other STDs out there for sure. But you know, it's part of just being single. If you're dating someone who's still dating other people and having sex, you know, you're coming in contact with you know whoever they're having sex with. Yeah, it's part of single. single <laughs> Damn, I was gonna say something and then I forgot. It's important to get about, tested for everything. It's about being turned on by watching someone you're with with other people. Um, yeah, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, I like I this. let's um let's talk about meat undies because yes. meat undies is 
number one, our favorite underwear. We love me undies Perez. They're so comfortable. Have you had a chance to try a pair? Yeah, they're fabulous. Oh they my sponsored God. my podcast. Thanks, me undies. Yeah. They're comfortable as hell. I literally now only wear those. All the other mm-hmm. underwear got pushed to the back. Yeah. And it's just like a pile of those. They're comfortable and they're sturdy. Mm-hmm. That's and they're, and they're made out of modal, which is a super soft fabric. And um, they make your vagina and balls feel amazing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Money back guarantee. Uh, right. And money back guarantee. Yeah. So if you if you are uncomfortable wearing them, which you won't be, they they will give you your money back. Um, and so if you go on now, uh, meundies.com slash mother, you'll receive 20% off your first order. So make sure you go on there, meundies.com slash, mon- uh, slash mother, excuse me, and um, get your 20% off. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back with Perez Hilton talking about uh, a lot of shit. <laughs> All sorts of stuff. <laughs> Basically. Um, Perez, so, you, so okay, so you wanted to take over for a second because I knew you were going to. So um, what's, what's going on? What do you want to talk about? Well, I have a podcast, but I didn't talk about this on my podcast this week. Oh, so uh, you're going to you're going to give us a little story. Well, I, I, it's a story, but I'm more interested to hear your take on it. Or I don't even know what my angle is. Maybe that's why I didn't talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Literally today, one of the things that was trending on Twitter was this new Taylor Swift song mm-hmm. that she wrote for this uh, country music band, Little Big Town. And it's called Better Man. Okay. And... It's a kind of a love song for herself, which I think is a great, interesting take on it. Basically saying that we can infer that it was Calvin Harris who drove her away because he was too jealous and intimidated by her success. I mean, I have the lyrics here. I can see that. I'm, I'm, I know I'm better off on my own than loving a man who didn't know what he had when he had it. Uh, your jealousy, I can hear it now. You're talking down to me like I'll always be around. You push my love away like it's a loaded gun. Boy, you never thought I'd run. Damn, Taylor. Wow, she's not happy. So she's a little disappointed with the way things ended up, apparently. Or happy that she'd made the I right choice tell. for her. I can't tell. <laughs> well, I think she thought he was the one. Like, it was magic until he start, she, she, she started to get treated like crap. I heard that he's a complete dick. <gasps> Really? That's what I heard. I heard that. And that that is not from Taylor. I don't know Taylor um, personally, but yeah, I I heard from people that know him. Um, And that's just hearsay. But I heard that he was a true fucking asshole, especially to women. Yeah. You've had songs written about you. What's that experience like? Um, It's not fun. It's not fun. I'll be honest with you. It's um, especially during a time where I felt like I didn't have a voice at all and I couldn't really defend myself because uh, you know especially at that time he was like the biggest name in the world um so you felt oppressed by powerless I felt powerless oh yeah for sure because I'm in my house and I'm like oh my god seriously what do I say what do I do and then I go out forever and it lives forever Yeah. yeah um and then I just Killed everyone with success, you know? <laughs> Damn, and Damn, look at you son. now, it doesn't matter who. Just, I just kept my mouth shut and said, okay. But uh, let's, uh, let's talk about that for a second. So what are you a fan of? People um, rolling with it? 
attacking back? I mean, I we're not think, saying she attacked back, right? We're we're, we're going to give her credit and say the song was her just healing and working through. I, I think it's I think it's two different things. I mean, you know, as a creative person like Taylor Swift and like the the men that wrote songs about me, um, you know, you want them to cre- be creative, like Adele. Like if Adele never went through a heartbreak, we would never have. Adele that we know today so you know you kind of need that as long as it doesn't come off malicious and mean and fucked up because I'll say this we are always marketing ourselves as far as how healthy we are as a partner and so when you publicly attack back or even attack period Mm. you're letting people know I'm not safe to be dated because I'll do that to you if you hurt me as well yeah so hear that I want people to pay attention how people deal with breakup and heartache no for sure very telling I also I don't even know why I thought about this but like, I'm not a fan, and I don't judge it, but I don't, if I were to start dating someone or even get married to someone, like, I don't know if I would be posting photos of us together. Like, I see that on Facebook mm. or even Instagram of my friends doing it, and I see nothing wrong with that for them, but I just don't think I would want to do that for why? me. Why, why, What do you want to avoid? We're not I don't know why. Because you you give it, you almost invite people in when you do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then everyone wants to fuck your man after that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. They'd be like, "Damn, yes. Amber's fucking with him. He must got that bomb ass D. Like, what's he about? Me getting his D? But then you also have to be accountable to it. If you decide to end it, you have to make a statement as to why you ended yeah. it. Yeah. You, you know, people then get brought in. Like, I wouldn't deny I'm dating somebody, but I wouldn't broadcast it to the world like in 2010 that was the last relationship I had for close to a year but nobody knew about it and I liked it like it was great and it was special it felt special like I almost feel like talking about or broadcasting or showing photos of our like it commodified that's it it becomes something other than what it is like it becomes a product almost I I actually I enjoy doing that, although I've been burnt like a lot of times um, by doing that. But I just, I, you know, when I really, really like someone, I get very excited about them and I want to show them off and I want them to like, you know, know that like I'm into them, especially with all the followers I have on social media. It's just like, yo, I'm into you. Like, this is about you. It's the ultimate promise ring. Yeah, it's like a promise ring, you know? off the market. But I I really, I really, really do enjoy that. But it's just like, um, I... I do feel like, um, you know, it is like a, a statement later, like, you know, it didn't work out. And the thing with celebrities as well, anytime you just date someone or go on a date, it's like new couple alert, These, <laughs> you know, and then it's like, I fucking went on one date. It's not, we're not a couple. Yeah. So if you go on a new date once a month, which is normal dating, you're then looked at as what? Always with someone. You're a hoe. You're yeah. a slut. Who are you with now? Damn, bitch, you with another dude dating. this it's week? Dating. I'm like, yeah. So then, what do you guys look for to have happen? Well, maybe not you because you said you don't publicize it, but since you would and do, what do you wait to have happen for you're comfortable publicly acknowledging you're with someone? You know what? Um, I think it's just a, a conversation. Okay. Um, and then because my life is very different, I'm not the you know normal average girl, so. It is a conversation like, are we going to be IG official? You know, like, <laughs> is it, you Amazing. know, and it sounds maybe childish or like high schoolish, but it really is like my life. My life is social media as well. So, 
you know, if we're IG official, are we gonna change our numbers? Are we gonna move it to the next level? Wait, change tell, your numbers? Tell, this is, I just learned mean? this for the first time. So Amber has, this is amazing. Someone called in and they said, um, oh, we were talking about the topic of should your partner have your passwords to your phones and whatnot. Amber said, I have, we both change our number. We both get new numbers. So as to prevent like dick pics coming flying in strange hours that so I didn't the, ask yeah, for. But you have so many work people that have to reach out she to don't you. Care. <laughs> no, but this is the thing. So so okay, so you meet a guy, you guys fall in love, right? I look over and see his phone. It's like a ass picture for some bitch that maybe he was fucking six months ago that randomly just texts him, right? So I feel like when you get into a relationship, like a for real relationship with someone, you should both change your numbers and give your number out to the people that need to have it. That's real, right? And that then, sounds like too much work. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, and then you, it's not, you're not deleting phone numbers in your phone. You can always reach out to your old pieces if it doesn't work out. It's all in the cloud. It's all, you know, so yeah. Chris, let's say you're dating someone and you really like them and a couple weeks in, it's 10 p.m. You're sitting on the couch, had a cute night, and dick pics start rolling in. What do you do? Um, I would ask about it. I'm like, what's this about? Okay, and he says, oh, no, babe, it's, it's no one new. This is some dude used to bang long before I met you. Oh, don't I'd be like, like show me your phone. Prove it, right? You would yeah. want to see? Yeah. I'm like, show me your phone. Let me just read the, the, and the what reply. If it said, and what if it says, like, yo, last night was fucking amazing? Then we're done. <laughs> but, what, but what I'm saying is you can prevent all that, right? No, I'd rather know. I'd not, rather catch. By changing the, your phone numbers. No, I'd rather catch the dick pics. I'd rather not make it harder or easier. I'd rather it keep happening if it's going to happen. So then whenever it does happen or if it does happen, I could pick up the phone and be like, oh, show me your, I don't want the password. Yeah, but then either. I know guys, guys will be like, babe, he just said that because he assumed you would go through my phone. I was not with him last night. Like, really? I know how guys lie. Which yeah. is possible. Oh, I mean, like, I mean, it is possible that that is actually what someone is trying Only a psychopath right. would do that. It's true. No. She, they're out there. No. They're out there. Trust me, they're out there. But if you guys change your numbers, that, that text would never come in because he wouldn't have your number. He wouldn't have his number. I don't get I don't get thrown off by that. I'm okay with shit coming in. I'm secure enough where if we're thing they're cuddling and the phone's like bling bling bling. I'm like, it's cool, we're good. Because Do you I, wouldn't want to see the text messages? Um man. I would. No, yeah. that would that would be Ignorance my first is bliss, thing. man. It's sort of I try to go with I'm gonna trust until proven otherwise. And I know that if I start dating someone today and I commit, there are gonna be extraneous overflow of things from last week, last month still rolling in that I have to like work through. Like I need a grace period of six months. Oh my Let god. Me put it like that. There needs months? to be like a, like a good three to six month grace period of old people that are still you know, <laughs> finding their new place in my life. Oh my What's god. your biggest dating pet peeve? My biggest. I'll tell you mine. Being on your phone. Oh my god! If I take you to my to an exhibit at one of my favorite galleries and museums, and you're on your phone the whole time, or even one time, or we're eating. One time. Oh my god! No, if you're eating and you're just like down. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be pissed. Or if I if you come and pick me up and I get in your car and your fucking music's blasting that I can't even (laughs) say hello to you, I'm gonna have an attitude. Huh. My biggest pet peeve, I don't mind if you're on your phone a little. Okay. But my biggest pet peeve is somebody that takes like 
eight to ten hours to respond to a text message. Oh, we don't uh, like that either. We'll no. talk that's about way that. worse. We both that's like, the worst. We both want that umbilical cord plugged in right away. We want like I don't need right away. Oh no, but, we like, do every yeah. hour. We're like, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? Yeah, send me a picture. Hold on. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm that one. I will blow your phone up from. Yeah, I like that. All night long. Yeah. I'm down for that. I like closeness, like intimacy, Me too. Like depth. What are you doing now? What are you doing? Now? <laughs> no, but honestly, working with Dr. Chris, like, it made me more secure to actually say that because a lot of people would be like, "Gosh, she's so fucking needy," you know. So I would like, I would, you know, not give him as much attention, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm playing myself because right. I really actually want to be closer to this person," and now. When I date, it's like, yo, this is who I am. This is how I am. This is how I date. If you don't fucking like it, go get someone else that's, you know, that's right. that'll see you every Friday night for like a movie and Netflix I and think show. that comes with age too. Mm. That confidence to, do yeah. that, to be yourself. You hope. I mean, again, come sit in my office for a week and watch some of these people uh, of all different age brackets struggle to just authentically show up as they are. And I'm always like, look, dating is about being known not being liked. Stop trying to do what you need to do to be liked and yeah. just be yourself. And if they don't like it, you need to know and they need to know. No, Perez, we talk about this um, on the show all the time that, you know, um, we're not selling dreams. We don't sell dreams, right? So like even like um, uh, in my marriage, you know, I fell so deeply in love with my husband and it was just like, yeah, babe, you know, I'll cook, I'll clean, I'll, I'm going to take care of the house. I don't like to decorate. I don't cook. I'm not a cook. I'm not domestic. I'm a fucking boss. I like to go to work. I like to have a chef. I like to have a cleaning lady. That's just how I am. But I could have been honest. I just didn't quite know myself at the time. And now that I'm older and divorced, you know, moving on and dating, it's like, listen, I may make you breakfast. Maybe. <laughs> if the dick was bombed the night before, possibly. But other than that, I mean, you know, nine out of ten, I want to go to a, a, an amazing restaurant. That's it. I'm not gonna, I'm not a domestic kind of chick, and I don't sell dreams anymore. I don't lie. You build dreams together. Uh -huh. oh, wow. <laughs> sounds like a song. <laughs> I, I believe in romance. You have to. I, you have to. I have to. You have to. That's yeah. the whole beauty and gift of dating and a crush. And people sometimes kill it by trying to not get too excited. I'm always like, get excited. Write their name on your fucking notebook and draw hearts around it. Like, early crush is the most amazing, beautiful moment in a relationship. And if you try to be too fucking cool for it, yeah. you miss out on that magic. I'm the loser, not the loser. I'm that person, like, if I am going on a great date, or if I just had a great date, as soon as I get home, that same night I'll text you and be like, that was a great date. And guess what? Yeah. The people that like you will love getting that text message. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to wait till the next day, yeah. three days later to get that text no, message. No, the same no, that's night. that's so like, it, because then you're at home and you're like, God, did I do something fucking yes. stupid? Like, if someone likes you, they like getting text from you. People will say to me, well, how long should I wait before I text? And I go, as soon as you fucking want to text is when you text. Yeah. There's no, don't wait. Don't I love to wake up to like a good morning yes. text. I love it. Or I'll, or I'll give it if I wake up you know, I like earlier. I'm, I like when someone sends me a picture of them driving or at the <laughs> office. I like, I want to see you. I want you to see me. I'll be like, here, laying on funny. the couch, click, click. Aww. Yeah. Shirtless. <laughs> my Here's my, my hands. Yeah, you love those. How's your day? Those are your favorite ones. <laughs> Mine's good. <laughs> Thinking about Okay, you. that's one thing I hate is dick pics. I hate dick pics. I hate it. I, I can do like chest, right. pubes, 
you know, <laughs> and maybe the top of the dick. Well, like, because you're you're out like shooting something, and you pick up your phone, it's from your boo, and there's just like a dick. You're like, what am I supposed to do with that? I can't. <laughs> like, I just can't. I'm with Sebastian. Yeah, like, like just a throbbing dick. Patch. Like, I, don't I can't. Know what to do with throbbing penis picture? No, I totally get it. But it's just not a turn on. It's like it's like when a girl does just like a picture of her vagina. <laughs> You yeah, know what I mean? I'm not that into it. It's Although, not like, it's like, Although right if there. it were a video, it'd be way hotter. I like videos as well. Videos video, are hot. I, but you're saying work into it. Like get me yeah. erotics, eroticize and arouse, and then maybe send that you'd want the dick pic. But don't I just do not want a dick pic, ever, Chris. Ever. No, I don't Damn. want it. All right, fine. I don't want the fucking dick pic. Fine. I'd rather like ball shorts with like the dick print, you know? Oh the dick print That's is hot. hot. All right. Wait, the dick print? Oh, you mean through the pants? Yeah. yeah. Got it. Like bulging, like kind of right. through the pants. Like right. a you sex. want some mystery. I, I need that. Yeah. I don't want like just a regular dick pic. All right. Do you like, um, Perez, do you like guys that like are fully shaved or waxed? Or do oh, you no, like no. hair? I mean, I like it manscaped. Manscaped as in as in like I don't want like you want like a landing stripped or no, like no not a landing strip just either. cut down just like maintain but dudes don't usually use the word landing strip that's more of a female no there's no, some there's guys man, that right? have like really there's some what, yeah. what does that look like it's just bald. a strip of hair going down to the penis yeah oh, really I've never I've seen never that. Seen that. I've seen it. Wow. Men, so straight weird. men might have that. You've like, seen it all. Guidos. <laughs> that's, uh, that's probably a very East Coast, East Coast thing. It, it I, you know, I'm an East Coast girl, honey. <laughs> that seems like an East Coast kind of that's thing. Some, that's some South Philly shit right there. That's some Long Island. Some they were Long Island. Island. No, that's Long, Long Island. Long Island. <laughs> that's some Scotty brother. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. No, I always say I like a, I like a jungle. I don't like it trimmed at all well you were saying that you plan on going full on bush i no, for me oh yeah. i'm saying for guys i like hair i like guys that are like hairy down there i just right. think it's very masculine and sexy um i i want to grow a bush i don't know um yeah i guess the winter's coming i guess i can it's <laughs> the time mm -hmm. yeah no bathing suits nope done I might do it. I'm gonna ask my piece how he feels about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> who could that be? I don't know. Shut up. Google. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, hey, Chris, can we talk about Kapari for a second? Yes. Why is that? Because we love their products. We are obsessed with Kapari. And Kapari is 100% um, organic coconut oil. They have the sheer oil, the coconut balm for like super dry skin. They have the crush scrub, which I love. I'm all for like a coconut scrub. And the body glow, and it has like shimmer in it. I don't know if you would really wear that, but no, I would. But I like using the moisturizer. I, I double and triple up on my tattoo areas with the moisturizer. So that oh they yeah, for sure, color, me too. They don't age. Yeah, and so um, and the most important thing is that it is 100% organic. So it's no crazy chemicals you're putting on your skin. You can put it in your hair. You can put it up your ass. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can use no. it as lube, though. I mean, here's yeah, the you thing. could use it as lube. Absolutely. I, for because sure. here's the thing: if you're gonna slather something all of your body multiple times a day, every day, make sure it's something like this that has what? No GMOs. It's organic. It has no parabens. No synthetic fragrances. Yeah, and um, so go to uh, kaparibeauty.com slash mother and get 20% off your order. That's K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash mother for 20% off. Are you guys ready to get into some calls? Let's do yes. it. Yes. All right. 
The first caller is Shay. Hi, Amber and Dr. Chris. Um, well, first, I'd like to start by saying you guys are both seriously hot. Like, Amber, you are the most gorgeous woman in the world. And, Dr. Chris, if I didn't have a man, I would be sliding into your DMs. You are so hot. Um, my name is Shay, um, and I have just a quick question about me and my man. Um, I'm happily with the same person for several years, and I'm just wondering, he is literally the most unromantic person I've ever met in my life, but I just love him. He has an amazing heart. We have wonderful, wonderful sex, but the romance is just not there. What can I do to fulfill that part of my needs? What can she do? Is what can he do? <laughs> Jesus, Shay. All I remember no, is this. When, when, wait, when me and Amber went for the BBH one show, your answer to everything was always, he's cheating on you. Yeah. <laughs> I was Great secretly, cheating, I was secretly no. waiting for you to say that. He's cheating. Oh, no. I don't no, think I, so. I'd fuck around and say that. No, stop. Um, so, what, I mean, she said, what can she do right. to make him be more romantic? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what you can do. Because here's the problem. This is what happens in my office. Someone will come in and they'll tell me something like this. And it's like, your boyfriend's not in my office. I, I, I can't help you figure out what he can do. You're here. You're calling in. You got to tell I don't know if he thinks you don't want to be romanced. I don't know if he thinks he's romancing you, but he's not doing it in ways that are meaningful to you. Sometimes you have to tell your partner, I love transparency, to go and say to your partner, I love you, you have awesome sex, it's been great, eight great years, but romance would be great, and this is what would feel really good to me. Yeah, and talk about love language as well. Yep. I think that helps a lot, you know, because I feel like you have your own love language and we kind of give our love language to the other person and they don't reciprocate it well because it's not their love language. So yep. find out what his love language is and he can find out what yours is. And, and through getting to know you, I know what yours is. Yours is money and big D. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, don't tell me with my secrets. What's your love language, Prez? That is not my fucking love language. <laughs> I'm joking. No. I'm joking. What's my love language? Just, just the money. Um, commit. Follow, uh, uh, follow through. Oh. Mm. Like I'm a very follow through person. Like dependability, loyalty, like commitment, like saying something, doing something, not flaking. Like flakiness is the worst. Mm. Like you can even be with somebody and in a relationship and. You're, fl you're so flake. I told you about this already. It's like, yeah. I don't want to have to feel like I'm with a child. You know, it's like, Babysitting. we're adults. I want to be in an adult relationship that we're inspiring each other continually. What's your, what's your really uh, love beautiful. language? Uh, you kind of nailed it earlier when you were saying you want to feel, what was the word you used? You want to, you want them to be Inspired. obsessed with you? Worship. Yeah. Oh, worship. I mean, that's a really powerfully narcissistic word. So I don't use that for me as much as <laughs> I want, I want there to be a lot of passion between the two of us. I don't like to be with, uh, yeah, I want a lot of that, a lot of energy and attention. I like a lot of attention. I'll say that. Yeah. I want a lot <laughs> of too. attention and I want a lot of consistency and closeness. I'll use the word, I use the word worship though, because that's what I saw in my house. Like that's the kind of relationship my parents had. Like my dad straight up worshiped my mom and my mom worshiped my dad until the day he died. And they never fought. That's and, so cool. And I know that that's, 
maybe not realistic. No, because times change. Same thing for me though. My parents, my parents did fight, but up until when my dad died, which was two years ago, my dad would leave my mom love notes, little stickets saying like, "I think about you." The most beautiful woman. When they drove in the car together, they'd hold hands. He, she'd be like doing something. He'd come up from behind and give her a kiss. I mean, yeah, but I I long for that, man. Mm. I I wish it's possible. Yeah, I I had a a, an epiphany moment that helped change the way that I think about dating and relationships. I used to romanticize it so much. I used to think that um, dating and relationships were like gardening, right? Oh, it's it's um, it's so easy. You just have to like prune and and sow or put some soil and water it. It's easy. But then I realized, you know what? No, that's not what dating is like. Dating is like a manifestation, is a reflection of who you are, kind of like um, your health, right? It's not complicated to be healthy but it's not easy either Mm. meaning people know what it takes to be healthy you eat healthy and you're active but people for whatever reasons don't always do that yeah same with a relationship like it often requires heavy lifting like at the gym it requires putting in the hours and the cardio and all that and it that just made it a lot less sexy than gardening not that gardening is sexy yeah. but gardening feels easier than well, like kind of like what our going caller to the gym. said the longer you're with someone the easier it is to let go of all of that and to stop putting in the work it always requires work i think like my like i'm naturally a fat person it requires i have to work at it or i'm gonna be fat like that's just my genetics and and who i am and i feel like a relationship always requires work the older i get it's like you're always gonna work on you always have to work on it and this and that and you like like that call we got like they've been together a long time like maybe it's time to be that cliched couple that has date night yeah, for sure. But there's something sweet about that. No, I know. Right? I think like there's an adorable. I, I want to always have date night. Prioritize. I know. Coupled them during the week. I. But here's the other thing, and you nailed it too. I like People, to nail things. <laughs> you're Me good too. at nailing things. We're all we're all really good at nailing things. Three. How is life? We're really good at it. Um, people need to get better with knowing what their personal individual work is, so they can be a better partner. Because a lot of people aren't aware of themselves, and so they're not aware of what they're doing wrong, what they need to work on, and that's what I always try to zero in on with the people I work with. Oh God, what do I need to work on? Because we all have that one piece. Like I know what mine is. What? Uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to ask me. Um, <laughs> I'm working it, on God. being more assertive and less aggressive. Okay. That's that's huge for me. Um, the second one is I usually, I, my ex told me, you put work before everything. And that I was told I, that I make people I date feel secondary to my career. How old are you? I doing that. 39. Okay. So I'm working on putting relationships and people along before my work. You know what my problem is? When I really, really like someone, I go a hundred and fifty percent like that's great i love that yeah i love that too but i feel like i don't know if it's like one day someone's gonna actually appreciate that or i'm just like i just not that i move we too do fast. we're both sitting here saying we appreciate that there are people that will and that they do i realize what my problem is but i don't think this is a problem it just i th- well maybe it is a problem i'll tell you <laughs> i think it i think it, it i think it is tied to knowing what i want I am very visually shallow. I have to be visually into somebody. Like no, okay, hold on. You're, this is great. Because sometimes not bad. That's well, not. But shallow. sometimes I, it's called attraction. I know, but sometimes physical attraction. You need I have it. this conversation with myself. It's like, I, and maybe I'm maybe I'm misjudging some women or a lot of women. But I feel like sometimes women can look past somebody's looks and learn to fall in love with the person. We do. 
We do. But are, are, I, you, are, you, can. are you looking past or are you just or are you just drawn powerfully by other things most women undervaluing most else? women are not as visually stimulated as men are I'm we don't super we don't care stimulated. we don't we don't give a fuck about you know i mean listen <clears throat> if a guy has like a crooked smile or like a chipped tooth and shit like we can be like wow that's something very sexy about him you don't see a lot of chipped tooth ladies out there like in relationships <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's 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 just how it is. We look past that and we find those characteristics. If you are cute. naturally comfortable with that, yes, go with that. But I will not allow you to pathologize the fact that you just naturally or for whatever reason <coughs> require a lot of physical compatibility and chemistry. Seek that, find that, because if not, you I am. So you say you feel superficial for it. for it. Don't feel superficial. Not superficial. It's like I wish that I could expand my dating pool. Like I wish I was into fat guys or these guys or that guys or whatever, but I'm not. I like what I like. Like, so what do you I, what do you like, Perez? What do you like? I, I, Put it I, out I'm there. I'm very specific. Pretty face and abs. Pretty face and abs. White boys. Mostly, Preferably. but, but anybody this. really. I'll say this. Let's unpack this for a minute. Okay. This, sorry, Shay. This is all about press, but this is important. Okay. Number one, when you <laughs> tell me you like pretty faces and abs, my concern does get raised because you are definitely then closing off on the possibility of eroticizing other kinds of bodies, which I believe you can and would be able to. And when people give me a list of what they need, that's usually just our. Email. I don't need abs. Do you try? Do you try? I don't try? need abs. I've tried, yes. And. It's like, you know, I'm not like super into it. I don't know. <laughs> I would say this. You're probably going to be better served and expanding the, the pool. I know. I want if to expand you, listen, it. Stay with me. If you say to yourself, I just need to find them attractive, but don't put quality. Well, no, you, you asked. I need to find them attractive. Yes. Because I, I believe you'll find, I believe there are people you find attractive that don't have abs. But what, I, no, I don't need abs, but I can't date somebody. Well, I would not have dated my fat self. Like that's just me. Maybe that's my baggage that I carry around too. Maybe that's why I'm Maybe so into like. You couldn't eroticize fatness, and so you couldn't stand it on yourself because you couldn't imagine someone else. I love all kinds of bodies. I don't need me too a perfect whatever. I don't need abs, but I I don't think I could I, date like, my fat self or somebody like that. And that's my issue. Yeah, I so literally don't cultural. have a type at all. I don't think I really have a type. I mean, I've I dated. Yeah, yeah, I I've, you've lined them all up in different ways. <laughs> yeah, not much commonality. No, other than the fact that they're dudes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's a common fact. But I like that though. I just I don't know. I'm like this total opposite. Is where like I, I need to like be around them and like see like a cute little like laugh that they do or their hair is a certain way or like you know something about it. I'm like wow, I kind of find that attractive, even if they have like a belly. You know, or like they're like, you know, heavier and shit. Like, I'm like, God, it's kind of fucking but hot. The thing that I'm most attracted to that I love is sweet. I like sweetness. Mm -hmm. I don't want like bad or naughty or any of that. Like, I like sweet because I think I am that. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally was going to say something, but I know it's going to totally go viral. But it was like, all right, this is like, I'm not going to say it because it's. Say it. No, yeah, not, what, how are you going to say it? No, I'm going to say, say, say there's a there's a guy that's like, you know, very heavy or he was very heavy. And I used to kind of like fantasize about him a lot. Who? I'm not telling Why? you. Why? When Next he was caller. heavy. Oh, Lord. You don't fantasize about him now. No, I actually liked him when he was heavier. 
Who? Not fucking saying. Who cares? It's not no, like I'm a, gonna, it's not I a bad thing. Though, because I, I'm just gonna speak in generalities. Like, yeah, I <laughs> like I honestly and don't really know him personally or anything like that. He was just really like just he's a big guy and he's just fucking sexy as shit and like i used to kind of like fantasize about him there's something honest about that there's some people that are so bodily obsessed that i'm turned off and i don't want to date them because i don't get a, i don't want to get pulled into their body obsession we look at them and you're like you care way too much and your life is centered around what you're eating going to the gym what you're wearing and i don't want that put on me but do you i want, want to enter but do you want to hear some crazy shit like when i used to fantasize about him i used to fantasize about like feeding him <laughs> it was fucking hot yeah. like just like i don't know just like feeding him grapes and like yeah. spaghetti and shit i was just like it's fucking hot. <laughs> that's why i love you it was just hot to me yeah. i don't know it fucking turned me on like thinking about like him just being all big in the bed yeah. and just feeding him. i randomly watched a video of that last night or the night before it wasn't even well it was feeding it was feeding and simultaneously tickling Whoa. tickling like the stomach and yeah. like and while feeding do and, I have but a, what do you call that? Like fetism? that I get fetism? Yeah. I think that's a fetish of yeah. mine. Well, I have it in reverse. I like it done to me. I love nothing more than being with a date. I'm laying on my couch. They're massaging my feet and I'm eating. Ew, I'm massaging your feet. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting my feet in the mouth. That's fine. Because this is putting part of their feet in your mouth. You won't put every part of my he body in your mouth. He said he was kinky in the beginning of this. Work. Do you need... I'll hold your mouth on every part of my body. You, I mean every part. Are you like a foot fetishist? No, I wouldn't say that. I just want every part of my body in your mouth at some point. Okay, okay. That's fucking hot. Oh, thank you. That's the gem of the, the, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> that is the gem of this episode. Should we take more calls? <laughs> John, I'm not done talking about oh, this shit. Right. <laughs> no. All right, all right, fine. Feedism. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, J- Jasmine is next. Hey, um, so I have a question. Basically, I just got out of a really hard relationship. Um, really controlling, really jealous, and not the kind of person that I really want to be with, but there are traits of this guy that I do really love. It was really hard for me to break up with him. Honestly, there's a part of me that wished that I didn't break up with him, but I know that for the long run, it's better for myself. So I guess my question is, um, is it like possible for people to change those types of things? Like just, I've never cheated i've never lied i've never been dishonest or anything but yet he always thought that i had some type of like second life or that i was always talking to somebody that's because he had a second life no shade here's here's my girl he's cheating on you he is cheating girl because when you when you constantly project that like you have a second life you're doing this you're doing that i mean yeah part of it is insecurity but i do feel like majority of the time that's when someone is actually doing it themselves and they have time to get it done so they kind of project that negativity on you where it's like i'm doing it so i know that she definitely has time to do it as well well. let me me agree with that a little bit in that i i'm not a a cheater although i have cheated in the past i'm not a cheater generally and so when i'm with someone i put all my focus into them and so i forget that people often maybe might cheat it falls out of my head because i I forget that that's an option because i'm so focused on this person yeah and you're right i i agree with you that if someone's constantly harping upon them thinking you're doing something you got to wonder what's going on in their life that they're so obsessively aware of that as a possibility right for sure but literally every relationship that i had 
where the guy is like, I know you're doing this. Where were you at? Like, not, you know, I, I would find out that they were actually doing all the dirt. I do want to leave space, though, for the possibility. Like, every prior relationship, I'm sorry, let me start this over. Every current relationship has to pay the price of any damage done in the one before. We drag it forward, unfortunately. Yeah. And so it is possible that this person came from a relationship where this was done to him consistently. And so he's now been set up to gems. believe that gems. that's just what happened. Dropping gems. <laughs> Wow. But that's the important thing about relationships is that our brains are associative. We just bring everything forward. Now, maybe I'm completely off here, but just judging by the energy of her call and the tone, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't sounding like reminiscing wistfully about it. Like <laughs> yeah. it was more of like, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't more of like a, uh, uh, uh. I think it's, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's one of those things where she invested time yeah. and she feels obligated to stick around with him because he may have yeah. been nice to her Here's one the time. Deal. Just because someone's hot, just because the sex is good doesn't mean you should be with them or that you're able to make it work. And so let it go. Let it go. All right, our next caller is Justine. Hi, Amber and Dr. Chris. My name is Justine. Um, I love your show. I think you guys are doing a wonderful job. Um, my question is, I have been with my, I guess now ex-boyfriend, for a year and a half, living together for a year of that, and found out recently, two days ago, that he um, not only has been cheating on me for the past six months, but has been like in a full-on relationship with a girl for six months. Um, and she contacted me on Facebook to let me know about this and just send text messages and pictures that he'd sent to her. Um, I'm just completely devastated and uh, looking for any tips on how to make my house feel like my own again um, and just get back to myself and stop being sad. Uh, thank you. And this is why you laugh at me every time I say he's cheating. Because motherfuckers be cheating. Oh, Justine, you're just you're just supporting Amber's theory. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's true and it's sad. And I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Justine. Um, you know, that's unfortunate. That actually happened to me before. Mm. I was with a guy uh, for three years back in Philly. And um, I went through his cheap ass Nokia phone one day and I found out he, that he was cheating on me with this girl and the girl's like oh my god yeah I know his mom I've been around his family I'm like it's like a full-on relationship behind my back and I'm like when the fuck did you have time to do this I'm literally here every single day and that's what made me realize that there's always time to cheat mm -hmm. there's always sure. time no matter what but um what can she do Chris to make her home feel I you know? would say actually don't even focus on your home because this happened so recently. I think she said two days ago. Mm. I would say get out of your home. I would say it's still only November. Most of the country, it's not freezing yet. Go for walks. Like just do a test for seven days. Go for an hour long walk, but don't even and girl, cry think. it out. Don't even think. Go for a walk and just listen to music walking for an hour. And that just will instantly, A, get you out of the house and the memories associated with that. And B, put you in a healthier frame of mind. You're going to be releasing endorphins. And it's not even going to the gym because people may not want to go to the gym. Just walk. Just walk for an hour listening to music and get lost in the, in the songs. Listen to Alanis Morissette, You Ought to Know. <laughs> Got me through a lot, girl. Trust me. 
Um, and, and you know what? Fuck it. I mean, listen, he had a full arm relationship behind your back. Um, call one of your old pieces to come over and snuggle with you and console you while you go through this difficult time. <laughs> Not everybody's lucky enough to have that. She got, she sounds cute. She got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good luck, Justine. Our next caller is Mariah. Hey guys, this is Mariah. I'm just wanting to call in and ask a quick question. It's sort of relationship oriented, but it's actually also um, just kind of looking at the dialogue surrounding different sex fetishes and so forth. Um, so my question is, I am a full-time grad student. Um, I'm currently working on my master's in social work. So obviously I love what you guys are doing. Um, but my question is, I was recently referred a client who identifies as an adult baby. Um, they seek to have a relationship that is um, really focused and oriented on them being a baby and their partner being their mother. Um, my, this is a little bit tricky for me. Um, most of the literature that I can find and the dialogue surrounding this is really focused on um, trauma. This person's reenacting past trauma, trying to kind of reclaim um, a relationship that they didn't have with a primary caregiver. This is a little bit of a struggle for me because I'd really like to meet this person where they are. She was saying that she is she was uh, <laughs> referred a client in her clinical practice who <clears throat> is into um, is into being an adult baby. And she, and you look, this is what's unfortunate. This is why I wrote the freaking book I wrote. This is why I have a purpose clinically is because yeah, every textbook you read and most therapists and psychologists are going to pathologize and shame anything that's outside of a heteronormative man, woman, two person standardized sexual relationship. And that's not, that's not honest or accurate. There's nothing wrong with having a diverse and creative sexuality. There's nothing wrong with him wanting to eroticize or be aroused by being a baby and acting that out. That doesn't mean he had a trauma that he's trying to work through. And if he did, that's awesome. Sex is a really beautiful, appropriate way to work through an early trauma and find healing. Um, support him. Don't read that literature. It's crap. Read my book. Have him read my book. What's the name of your book? Sex Outside the Lines. You can mm -hmm. go on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. And, you know... Again, the purpose of my book and what you're supposed to do now that you're going to become a clinical social worker is to support diversity and creativity. And as long as he's doing nothing that's non-consensual or damaging to anyone, all's well. So support well, him. My thing with that is I would ask, does he need to be a baby every single time he has sex? And if he does, then you need to find a partner <laughs> who's aroused that. by the fact that you yeah. be a baby every single time. Because that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It, well, but it is, and that's the thing. And good luck. Because like sometimes you just want a quickie, you know. Like sometimes you want a quickie. Sometimes you want and, three and hours. Perhaps, imagine finding a partner that's into that, and that's where I love the apps because there's a way for you to find someone. Is there an app for adult babies? <laughs> yes. Yes. There is. So there's a there's a adult kink based fetishized website called FetLife and it's like Facebook for kink. Wow. So is there like a search engine for, you know, foot? There are groups and all sorts of things on that site that will help you link up with people that are into the, um, you know, different diverse creative sexual things that you're into. Wow. I'm into it. Find meetups locally. Yeah. What there. is it called again? FetLife. I'm gonna go on there. I, I just want. I mean, I, you know, I just want to see. I'm curious. <laughs> Everyone now, Google look for mother for, on fat life. What, what, what am I into again? What is it called? Uh, feedism. Feedism. Yeah. I Let's like to feed. Yeah. So I thanks do. for the call. Yeah, but your your job is to support him and normalize his behavior. 
All right, our next caller. Oh, you is... have to log in right away. Oh yeah, it's protected. I mean, they log keep... in, sign up. They don't want people. Oh, you can't see anything unless you wow. sign up. Yeah. Well, they need the anonymity. Do you have to pay for it? I don't think so. No, but Almost they don't there. want you to publicly drag people out. Yeah, you, oh you can't gosh. unless you sign up. You can't see anything. Yeah, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> like it says, like Facebook, but run by kinksters like there you and me. I'm, I'm gonna sign up. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> uh, All right, our next caller is Sky. Hi guys. Um, my name is Sky. I was just calling to let you guys know. Um, well, actually, I have a question, but I really enjoy your podcast. In fact, I listen it uh, at work. Um, whenever it comes on, I'm low volume, of course. Anyway, so my question is, I am 32 years old. I've been with my boyfriend for four years. We've never had a healthy sex life. I'm very sexual. I can do it multiple times a day. Um, with him, we've done it less than 20 times, and we've been together for four years. Um, about uh, a year and a half ago, I finally got to my wit's end. I broke up with him for about a month and a half decided I'd rather live with him and uh, then live without him. Uh, he, I just love him to pieces. Anyway, when we first uh, got back together, we, we had sex, I would say, about once a week. And then here I am, eight months, and we have not had sex one time. I've done everything I can think of. There's multiple excuses that he uses. I get pushed away. Um, my question is, at what point does someone say that their sexual health is more important than their love life um, emotionally? Sky, you are in what is typical in my office, is we call it disparate sexual desire. You guys have different sex drives. The basic answer off the bat is you guys are not sexually compatible. Full sexual compatibility would mean that you both have a similar sex drive. Does that mean you shouldn't be together? No, but it does mean that you're gonna to have to do a lot of work because it's gonna be about you finding alternative ways to be sexual to get your needs met, whether it's pornography, masturbation, toys, open relational style, I don't know. But your partner is showing up honestly and authentically. Would I want him to try to be more sexually engaging with you? Yes, but to be with this person would be for you to have this frustration and your, you know, your relationship with him would be about learning how to manage that. Damn, son. But I feel like people know this early on. They do. It's and there. they and they They're in denial. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. This isn't a this is not a great sign for you two sexually. Yes. And that's why I tell people have sex sooner than later. So, so you can figure yes. it out. Yes, I'm a fan you of that. To know. Yeah. I wanted the first night, no shade. Um but I'm so, down with that. <laughs> oh, well, at least the first week. I mean the I first was, week. you know the first depends, week is nice. Well, when I was dating a ton through the dating website, I would meet people for coffee or tea the first time. So I did that off, not off, not off, it's not, it's not awful. I was on Millionaire Matchmaker and one of the things that Patty suggested I do was like, oh no, you got to drink on a first date. But I'm like, I don't want to and I don't feel like I need to and I don't want to like... I want I want to leave something for a second date. If it's good, we can do that on the second date and then have what, sex. sex. Oh, drink on the second date. Yeah, drink, oh, drink, okay. drink, Wait, drink. So how was that experience? Because she hit me up on Twitter and she's like, "Bitch, come on my show." It's a TV show. That's why I just I did it because for for it's TV. Like, come on the Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not really in service of finding love. It's in service yeah, of entertainment. Yeah, it's TV. Yeah. yeah. Stick with me. But she was but nice. But there like hot millionaires that like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's my my concern. I. 
didn't love the process of it because she just set me up on one blind date, which is actually very anxiety causing for me because I, I thought, oh, I get to pick. Like I get to my pick of three and we go on three well, dates. Well, yeah, I thought it was like a, it's like a cocktail room and not you kind of. Not what I got. I had to pick. Oh, I got what, I got set up on one blind date. Anyways, yeah. But yeah. But, but you know what? But now if I were. Well, if now if I meet somebody in the real world, I'll know if there's like a spark right away. So if I do have a first date, I'd be fine drinking on the first date. Because I do think that there is something to be said about drinking on the first date. Not that I need it. I don't need it. But I feel like that's kind of what you do with you, when you start dating somebody. Yeah. You let loose yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Not get like fucking wasted, but like get a little exactly. buzz. Exactly. It helps start conversation. Talking. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, we totally forgot this girl's question. Oh, I got her. I got her. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, you dropped the gem <laughs> yeah, yeah. real quick. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, Alyssa, let's see what you got. Hi, Amber and Dr. Chris. I was, well, first off, my name is Alyssa, and I was just wondering if you guys had any suggestions on how to make anal easier, I guess. Um, my boyfriend and I have been wanting to try it for some time now but it seems like every single time regardless of like using lube or whatever like it just hurts so bad in it so there's many ways <laughs> so i was just gonna have, i want to hear your what do you well, what is your, what's your prep well, I don't really bottom. I have in the past. You don't bottom? Really? Not really. Very I mean, I have, I do like once in a blue moon, but just because I don't love it. Right. Like, I don't, well, I, <clears throat> do I hate it? I don't, I, I strong, I, I don't, I don't like it. Okay. I don't love it. Right. And there's nothing hotter than fucking a bottom who loves it. Okay. Who loves it. Like, they were born to bottom. Yeah. Like, those are my favorite bottoms. Like how animated you are. It's <laughs> the great. best. It's the it's hottest great. thing ever. It's like, yeah, fuck me harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with me, it's like, I gotta, like, keep, like, it's like, I'm still not into it. But there are things that you could do, like... I would imagine, like, by the tone of her voice, she may not like poppers. You can do poppers. What is a popper? Wait, you what don't know what poppers are? No. Poppers. Poppers. I've never had it's anal. Why is it so hard it's, for it's people to another, understand? Let's just say it's another way of, it's like another form of sniff and glue. You're, you're basically sniffing a chemical that gets you high quickly, temporarily, and allows you to really relax. Here's the thing. It loosens your butt Exactly. If you're feeling uptight, really? your, your vaginal and anal muscles are also uptight. And if you can feel relaxed and let go, which alcohol can do in poppers, then your muscles Okay, where do I get one of these poppers? Online. You can import you them from porn. Amsterdam. You go to porn shop, you go to sex <laughs> is shop. This like, is this like marijuana? Or no, no, no. Marijuana, you're going to get high for a while. Poppers are quick. It's like huff and pain. Yeah. It's like air Jesus pressure. Christ. Yeah. Okay. Well, and also, like, you can just take a bath together and be in the bath for the while for a while and that will really relax you and then have if you have that kind of time well yeah talking to the straight girl who needs help so what i what i learned on the on the amber rose show um was that uh because remember we had the lady come on fuck what was her name she was amazing auntie angel and angel right no angel oh wait yeah, her. Right? Yes. With the grapefruit when she yes. was sucking dick. She's, she's, angel. she's yes. amazing. Yeah. Um, shout out to her. She's in Chicago. Yeah, I think she's, great. she's amazing. But she said for for anal for for women, I'm sure this applies to men as well, that obviously a lot of lube and then you stick the head in for 10 seconds oh. and then it opens up. 
and it opens up the yeah this is what canal. i'll say i'll say that that is that's great also you know you're not going to be used to Alyssa something going in and so start with something small your finger yeah, yeah. a small toy yeah start with the finger before the, the sensation dick. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, want to, you want to be comfortable with that sensation of something going there you also want to make sure you feel clean if you haven't prepped you're not going to be relaxed and what, okay so what does that consist of like a most likely fleet? you have to do an anal douche or an enema of some kind an yeah. enema yeah women don't Oh God, I'm, I'm like going back to high school. Women don't have a prostate, right? Correct. So you can't like, but you can sort of reach maybe the so vagina the through point. the anal but through the butthole. Can um, you like? Can, can you, you pleasure a woman not yeah, with your I, finger? Yeah, if I'm getting penetrated vaginally and a finger is up my ass, that feels amazing. <clears throat> and I don't have a prostate, so right. um, yeah. I just feel like eh, I'm so scared of anal. It's just so big. Like I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like a finger's like cute, you know. <laughs> but like a whole penis on my oh, ass. I'm so nervous. Yeah, I'm not a fan you're of gonna it get there. You're gonna get there. All right, we'll Both see. <laughs> I've done it. I just don't love it. Like you love what you love. I love sucking dick. I love. Oh, me too. I'm obsessed with sucking dick. Yeah. I love it. I like to plead. I like to like make a man squirm. Like that's my shit. I love that. Yeah, well, uh, and I like to do anal I, makes a man squirm too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> um. So, um. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about? So, uh, spitting and swallowing, right? So, I was always heard, told that when you swallow, right, it's better for you. To swallow than to spit, because when you spit, you open up pores in your mouth, and you're more susceptible to infection. Is that like a real uh, thing or no? Well, that sounds more urban legend. Okay, I mean, well, yeah. Your mouth is porous. If you have open wounds and cuts, if it's in your mouth, it's in your mouth. Yeah. So either way, you're just fucked. Either way, you got a big old cum load in your mouth. Ah, I've been swallowing for cum sure. for so long. This whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking it was safer. You're being safer. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, <laughs> No, I actually enjoy I enjoy that more than spit than spitting. It's uh, so unladylike. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> our next caller is Derek. Hi, Amber and uh, Dr. Chris. Um, I'm calling from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and I just had a question for you. So I am blind, and I, I was wondering, am I wrong for wanting to? touch a woman and knowing what she looks like, not in a evasive or perverted way, but just have an idea. There are physical features I like about women, too, and I just, I don't know if, if I'm wrong for even wanting to ask or not wanting to go out with a woman if she doesn't. I, I just don't like people assuming that if you're blinded, you should be happy with it whatever and not just want to go out with anybody yeah i think um if i was to i mean if i was to go out on a date with a blind guy i would let him touch my face see what you know so you can kind of visualize what not my face let, would look like you want him to to have a better understanding of maybe what you look like and to feel closer i would want to be touched yeah, I Sounds, guess maybe people are freaked out by it. I, I, 
That's well, the reason like why he's he asking. clearly wasn't blind his whole life. Like he probably lost sight at some point. Because mm-hmm. somebody who's been born blind, they'll have no idea what you look like, even if you touch their face. I would imagine. Maybe you, may I, if you have like a no. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, there's yeah, I guess wrong that, with it. I didn't even think about that. Does that make sense? I would. Yeah, Derek. I would be concerned if you were wanting to, and they said no. Because then I'm wondering about their ability to tolerate closeness and intimacy and their understanding of like sexuality and eroticism. So I think it's a red flag if someone doesn't want you to do that. I think it's a good sign when they want you to because they want to really be known and seen by you. So I would urge you to actually seek that and to make sure you do that. And absolutely, um, you have a right to be with people that you feel attracted to in whatever way. For sure. And that's our show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so make sure you guys... um uh, go to lovelinewitherosemberose.com and Perez, thank you so much. Thank this was you. so awesome. Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug before we go? Just my podcast. If you enjoyed me on here, you can listen to mine also on play.it. Go to play.it slash Perez or you could also listen to it, the Perez Hilton podcast on Spotify or iTunes. All right. All right. So um, listen, make sure you call in, leave the messages, uh, leave the questions at 213 213- Three seven five five two five eight. That's two one three three seven five five two five eight. Um, you can tweet us at Loveline and use the hashtag Loveline, but we mostly want you to call in and leave the messages. Make sure you subscribe at LovelineWithAmberRose.com, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.